yeah, you're you're looking back at your educate the education system and thinking, who cares about five C's at GCSE now, baby? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Series 1, Episode 1 of the Talking Reality Podcast. Now, this is the pilot episode, and we're going to be talking the reality of starting a podcast, because that's what we're doing. I'm Nathan. And I'm Mike. And today, we're going to be introducing ourselves, the podcast, and the purpose of what we're trying to achieve. So, I guess what we'll start with is, is how did you... How it began. How it began. Yeah. So, what were we, two years ago? Probably 2019, I would say, yeah. Yeah, we're 2019. Me and Mike are sat in our university library about 8 o'clock. I know it must have been a Wednesday or Thursday night. Yeah. We were the only guys in the building, weren't we? Um, we were pretending to do some uni work. <laughs> and um, we were talking about our stories. We got into talking about our, our life stories. I guess they're quite interesting ones, really, aren't they? And um, I think you kind of fired the idea out of starting a podcast, didn't you? Yeah, I just thought our conversation was something that um, people could relate to. Um, again, it's conversations that are sort of glazed over by most people. Um, yeah, however, sure. if there was someone, if there was some way people could listen in and be a fly on the wall, then I think they'd get some benefit out, out of those conversations. And that is what the podcast is providing people. Um, so we're just talking about our journey back into education. Uh, we both from a similar background, I would say. Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of um, relative adversity, we both come from quite an adverse background, I'd say. And, and yeah. you know, both not from nuclear families. We've had issues of addiction in our life. or We've been affected by issues of addiction, sorry. Yeah. Um, we both come out of school with nothing, you know, lower class background. Um, and ultimately, we've got very big dreams and ambitions um, that we want to achieve in our life. And I think um, we want to get people on the podcast to talk about that. And, you know, that's that's the goal and the, the vision to, to get people who've, I guess, come from they've got their own adversities and they've achieved relative success. Yeah, it's to it's to, it's to provide a an insight into you know it's not the typical pathway for some people. Like you said, if you're not from a nuclear family then you kind of have to create your own path. And sometimes that can be very difficult if there's no mentor or role model in the family home. So then you have to go externally, which is what me and you have both done. And we're, we're still on that journey, but we've managed to um, sort of correct our errors from school because, I mean, sixth form, we did nothing, if we're honest. Uh, well, I mean, I did complete Mario Mario 2. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, there's the second version of Mario. I did complete that. Yeah, and I managed to continue playing it whilst, who was it, Mr. Eidman? Yeah. Who was trying to shut us down. Shout out, Mr. Eidman. Um, I beat the system that day. Yeah, we beat the system. Uh, yeah, you, you, you managed to stay on the game whilst all the computers were locked down. <laughs> I think that's about the sum of our achievements. Yeah. Uh, in sixth form, was it not? And I think, yeah, obviously, we both come out of school with no GCSEs. Uh, and ultimately, um, we both got, ended up in jobs. I mean, I was working in retail. I think you, what were you working in? Call centers, mainly. Call centers, yeah. yeah. We bounced on job yeah. to job. It was, it was kind of, from my perspective, in terms of how I viewed my life, it was a dead end job because ultimately I didn't want to go into 
any form of management in those jobs because it just wasn't for me, it didn't work for me. Um, I was essentially just earning my money, um, unfulfilled, unhappy, and just so I could pay the bills. And that was it, really. Uh, yeah, similar to myself, I think, um, well, me and you both have been in and out of education over the last probably 10 years. So <clears throat> I I did go into those call center jobs and I realized that this wasn't for me. I always knew that I should be doing something bigger than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I do recall like looking at, um, obviously we were selling car insurance and you'd get the details of the, the customer and you see their occupations. And I remember reading through, you know, different customers' occupations, thinking, mm, should I try that? Should I try this? And uh, one of the difficulties is obviously finding... So you were living your life through other people's occupations? In, in, in a way, yeah, because I was delving into what they do because I had their personal details without actually walking their road. Do you see what yeah, I mean? Man. But I, it, it did. You, know, you know, that's interesting. Like, <clears throat> it's kind of like social media in a way, isn't it? You're, like, you're sitting there and you're seeing things that it's not actually your life, but you almost like you see things and that's kind of what you want. You might see a doctor or a, an architect or something and think, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a cool well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Like, I was looking at medical fields because I always had an interest in science. Uh, science was probably the one of the few GCSEs that I achieved. I mean, I didn't get a high grade. I got like a C or something, but it wasn't, but I knew that I could do it if I'd have put the work in. Do you know what I mean? But like with the... So it, so it comes down to you had the ambition... Yeah. But, but no conviction. But there was no conviction or understand like the know-how of okay, you've 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 messed up here. How do we go back and reset this? How do we correct that problem and get back on back on track and back in the saddle? Um, but yeah, looking at those occupations, I was able to delve into, you know, like how, you know, what's out there. Yeah, I think that's 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 key, man. It, it, it's um, the vision is, is is so important. Like we hear it all the time, don't you? Don't we that you. If you can see it, you can achieve it. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, I think when you come from a difficult background, um, you know, if you haven't got the most positive role models mm-hmm. uh, and you come from a life of addiction and um, broken families and ultimately a lot of negativity where people probably believe you're going to be a product of your environment and you won't achieve very much. Yeah. A lot of people do develop a self-fulfilling destiny and they... You know, they follow the path that people have expected of them. And I think I did that for a long time. I come out of school with no GCSEs. I come out, I, I bounced from kind of job to job that I hated until eventually, like yourself, I know you said you had an interest in, in um, science. Science wasn't necessarily one for me. I mean, I'm more kind of English. I was always interested in English and yeah. um, English language for sure. But I remember, you know, going back into... Um, college i think is probably would have been a similar experience for you it was it was a real eye-opener um how little work i'd put in in school um because i remember writing my first essay um it was a 300 word essay right. nothing really in compared to what i have had but that's going to look a lot if you've been out of oh if you've been out of college for a long t- uh, out of education a long time, for a long time yeah. so I, I went back probably six years after i'd left education so it was a long time um i mean i'd done a personal trainers course but there wasn't so much kind of written work with that. It's more practical, isn't it? Yeah, it's more yeah, practical yeah. stuff. But when I had to sit and do this um, this written essay, it was basically the essay was writing on plagiarism. So we had an understanding of plagiarism. We had to write a 300-word essay on right. what plagiarism is and, you know, 
what it can what's the kind of ramifications if you did commit if you plagiarized someone so what did that look like when you completed that probably like a it was completed by someone under the age of 15 i would say so a poor reading age or yeah it wasn't brilliant if i'm honest there was was a a lack of understanding of the difference between a comma and a a full stop so just like the basics yeah the basics were non-existent They, they were you know, I remember the lecturer sitting me down and because I would have been in my early 20s, 22, 23 maybe. Mm-hmm. And he did ask me, you know, when was the last time you did any kind of formal writing? And I said, to be honest with you, probably primary school. Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously I did some in secondary school, but I spent the majority of my time um, fishing for people's attention because, you know, ultimately I, come, I had a very difficult home background. And, you know, I didn't go to school to learn. I went to school to escape my reality and to seek attention. That was it. There was, there was no, and I think that's one thing that the teachers couldn't understand. They, they see a problem, but they, they, you know, or the school system could see the problem. Yeah. But they, wouldn't, they wouldn't delve deep enough to understand why is this child, which I was at the time, why is this child so disruptive why is he you know not engaging why is it you know why is he just simply causing a nuisance i guess i think Uh, a lot of that though comes down to partly the the lack of resources that they have um because for sure teaching teaching hours of what is it typically three uh, sorry nine till three isn't it Mm -hmm. right um and obviously they are in control of maybe a hundred kids or more um but also well there's a lot of variables to it i mean that's one of the problems i think the other problem is they are they get their funding through results um ofsted monitor them so they're highly interested in kids who are already accelerating to to sort of represent the school yeah for sure so if you're one of the kids who aren't doing so well you could easily be sort of left behind and feel isolated and then yeah that's just a rabbit hole isn't it once you're thinking once you're turning up to class and you you're in you're in that mindset it's it's gone you need someone to jump in and sort of interject and get you back on track and if that person's not there do you know do you know i was yeah do you know i was talking to a teacher the other day actually um and and ultimately i I don't think it's it's a reflection on the teachers i think i think they are overworked especially in secondary schools you know whilst primary schools as well to be honest Mm. but I think it takes an exceptional individual to recognize a learner in their oh, group yeah. who, who is coming from a background similar to ours and to recognize that you kind of need to adapt your teaching style for this child. That, that there's not, you know, the, the education system is not a one size fits all. Uh, and my experience of education first time round mm. was that it was a one size fits all. And if you don't fit that size, you don't join that kind of group, then ultimately you're going to be a failure. Well, yeah, the education system, from my point of view, is very obsolete. It's out of date. It's yeah, suppressing massive. people with creativity, which now we can see in this tech era that we're in, the creative people seem to do be doing very well. I look at Elon. Yeah. Elon Musk. Shout out Elon Musk. Yeah, big Elon, making me a lot of money on Tesla. Um, But yeah, like, it's those people are booming now aren't they when you compare them to your typical academic who's 
gone to become a, a lawyer or a doctor and i know like those those professions do pay very well yeah yeah but of course man on the other side these people that are creative and you know like whether we like it or not we have these people that are calling themselves content creators and they seem to be making hundreds of thousands some of them are that wasn't a thing before so do you know i was talking to to um to somebody about that about how the impact that social media kind of the content creators have on, on young people today yeah. it's it, i think there's a lot more appeal to becoming a youtube star or an instagram star than becoming a doctor yeah, for example you look at the it's it's quick money i mean ultimately we as humans we the reason we work is for that reward and it's usually money isn't it right so we all want to cross that line as fast as as, as we can yeah, so if you can sure. get there quicker then it's going to be more appealing isn't it it's the same reason why kids get into you know crime selling drugs because it's fast money and it's getting you across that line quicker or you go and do your degree and you and you blow up your profile as well of course or you go and do a degree which may or may not lead you to the um occupation that you you had in mind um, yeah 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 or, or sometimes it's a degree that needs requires another course and another course and all of these add add years to your life whereas if you you know you're a content creator or you're you know a gamer and you've got a big youtube following you know you're making you could be potentially making millions before you're even into your 30s for example exactly man and you're retiring in your 30s and you yeah and you're doing you're living life on your own terms and you've got a villa a villa in the bahamas yeah and yeah you're you're looking back at your educate the education system and thinking who cares about five c's at gcse now baby <laughs> Why? All jokes aside, man. I yeah, mean, true, that's true, that's true. the reality, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't even know if it is C's at GCSE now. I don't know if it's still A, B, C. Oh, it's, or... the, it's, it's a different it's level. It's, it's one, twos, and threes or something. It's I don't one, know. One to five, I think, or one, one to, to five. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, I think the beauty of the education system is it, it does. Yeah, it's easy for people to slip through the net, but I also think it's easy to get back into it if you've you know it's not it's not all about your mindset yeah your mindset is key mm -hmm. but ultimately i think it does help to have a positive role model a positive mentor and i think that's one of the reasons for this podcast is that we want to give people who perhaps have like, like, like we said are lost in life um ideas you know we're going to get different people on and talk you know so we're talking to people about different topics such as race culture um success education um, addiction. I mean, all sorts of things we plan on talking about in it. And I think, you know, um, it's really key that, you know, people who are stuck in life have the opportunity to listen to people who've come through adversity and ultimately are on a much more positive journey than, say, for example, when, when we were stuck in those dead-end jobs, which just ultimately fill you with... Oh, for me, it was just made me miserable, man. Made me miserable. And... Same for me. I, I can actually recall going on my break and i think this is where i really started sort of priming my mind on chain and shifting my mindset was when um i i'd be i'd be working in the uh, contact center it was the center of bristol mm -hmm. i just had my break and i used to just put in my um earpods or earphones at the time and i earpods I this, this it was a while ago yeah okay Carry yeah, on. so you know there was no airpods come no, on man. we've gone we've, you're we've, gonna if you're gonna tell the story at least be honest <laughs> 
You're blowing it up a bit, you know. Listen. The cameras. I, I would go on my lunch break and I would listen to pe- people like Eric Thomas, right? And what were you listening to Eric Thomas on? Well, he's a motivational speaker. So he would tell his story like we're doing today. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy who was basically homeless. Uh, took him 12 years to do a four-year degree. Not from a great background. Had a lot of difficulties. But he's managed to come out of it with a degree. He's now done his PhD and he's he's making money. Ultimately, he's 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 one of them. I mean, he's helped me through some dark times, man. He's, he's an incredible guy yeah incredible guy very motivational um and and i guess he's one of the inspirations for this podcast really because massively yeah yeah i mean he's american isn't he and he, and he kind of i just think he's a game changer but that's the thing he's he's just a game changer he's man. in if uh, on paper i mean we we're, we're completely different people i mean he's american i'm british he's black i'm white his story you know he's he's had adversity in different forms like i wasn't homeless do you know what i mean yeah of course but not man i was from a a difficult background yeah for sure but there was a there was a common ground there that there was this adversity and i wanted to climb out of it and he had climbed out of it and he you know that motivated me so when he's yeah of course his story, it's speaking to my soul rather than just going over my head because i'm experiencing the same sort of feelings different adversity but it's the same feelings ultimately so um, when so when you've been sat on that phone for two or three hours yeah. trying, to, trying to upsell some car insurance mm-hmm. or listen to eric thomas and he's telling his story about how he went from a homeless guy to a multi-millionaire yeah and he's impacted and changed millions of lives that gave you the belief that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. You ju- it well, just yeah, it, it, it confirmed it, in my head that I need to get out of this job because, you know, we're all human. If we're existing here, we all won that race as a sperm cell. Yeah. So you're going to tell me you've beaten billions of other people to become sperms. human. What? You've been beaten billions of other sperms. Yeah. To yeah. Become yeah. what we are today. And now you're just going to become, you know, that guy in the call center and stay there. 30 40 50 years you've you've already won the biggest race that you can and you're just going to be that guy no like you need to you need to expand your perspective the, the, the problem is though it's like well we, i know we as we move forward in this podcast we're going to talk about um ultimately there's a lot of crutches people use yeah. um to stop growth i think there's so many of them alcohols for me is the biggest one it's infectious man yeah and, and that keeps people in in jobs that, it keeps people in jobs where they're miserable it does drugs sex um gambling there's all sorts of crutches people use to prevent growth suppresses ambition doesn't yeah it? it does man and and ultimately i you know i went into an alcoholics anonymous meeting last night and um, first one I've ever, I've ever been to, I'm not an alcoholic, but I wanted to go there to try and get, to get some kind of insight and, um, some motivation really, cause I'm starting a mental health support group. And I've got to say that there, there was people there and they were talking about how, you know, there was a guy and he was talking about how he'd been an alcoholic for 20 years. And when he stopped drinking, it felt like his, like his life, he'd just lost 20 years of his life because there was very little growth in that time for him how he yeah. how he felt and it's almost like he, he went he, he was like a guy in his early 20s right who, who'd been drinking and then he he kind of stopped drinking in, the, in his early 40s and he felt like the two decades of his life had gone that's a long time yeah man and and ultimately i think that's how people get stuck in stuck in these jobs is well that's one of the variables well i think uh, i think you're right there um 
again, I I did a I did a stint in a supermarket, um, which funded me to get to my resits for for maths to get me into university. Mm-hmm. Uh, my time there, um, I I saw that firsthand. There were people there, some older, some younger than me, um, but ultimately they, you know, by talking to them and listening to their stories, they they didn't seem to have much um, motive to to leave this place because it was secure. It was it was comfort, and they become accustomed to, you know, having that salary. And ultimately, I think, you know, I think I think it's, it's, it, there's a very limited number of people that would that would sit there and say it's my dream to to be a shelf stacker my whole life. Yeah. Ultimately, and I, I think, think I don't honestly I don't think anyone ever said that as a child that they that, no that I don't their, think they that did their dream. Okay, I I believe, and you know, just from my perspective, there's no right or wrong answer. But yeah, of course, from my man. perspective, I I believe people fall into those jobs. Um, sometimes it's, oh, I'm only going to be here a couple of months. Yeah, those months pass, becomes a couple of years, a couple of years, becomes a couple of decades, and by then you're fully ingrained, aren't you? Part of furniture, man. And that's 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 not just at supermarkets. That's at any job. Yeah, it any could be job. anything. It could and be... you know, if you enjoy that job, then that's absolutely fine. But what I see from my observations of people that are unhappy and they're, they're trapped in jobs that um they they don't want to be in not everyone but i see a lot of people that are and they've said that oh yeah massively uh and i think um that's what we want to do we just want to talk the reality of (sighs) escaping that misery escaping that adversity escaping that kind of path where you just feel like there's no growth and you almost feel like you're not really living you're not really alive man you just you're kind of existing um, yeah, you, of course you are. That's what you're it is. Fueling someone else's dream most of the time. Because yeah, because ultimately someone sat at the top of the top of the mountain, looking down at you, and you know, they're up there enjoying well, the, fruit, reaping, the fruits of your labor. Yeah, they're reaping the rewards of mass labor. That's 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 how business works. We all know that. But um, I think it's an important topic to discuss because, yes, you know, it, you, there's a danger of offending some people. But it's not about saying to people, you're doing the wrong thing, you're doing the right thing. It's just giving our, our perspective and perhaps you could relate to that and think, well, maybe there's a different way of doing things. Yeah, because I think a lot of people to get, you know, there's, I said about earlier about how we've got ambitions, but I, I was ambitious for a long time and, and I lacked any conviction. I didn't believe I could go to university. I didn't believe because... I'd failed so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, and like, like I said, I didn't know the difference between a comma and a full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Still struggle now, to be honest. But um, ultimately, I, I, I just didn't believe I was smart. I didn't believe, I, I thought, do you know what? I'll just, I'll stay in this job, even though I hate it. I, I might get promoted one day. I might, do you know what I mean? I've, I, I, worked, I worked in a call center as well. I worked in retail. I worked in a warehouse. I kind of bounced from job to job. I was constantly hoping that they would fill this void inside um, that I had. And, and and ultimately, I just, I wasn't actually doing anything apart from just changing the, the, the building I was in. I mean, yeah. ultimately, the work was never really that challenging for me. And I would ultimately get very bored very quickly. Yeah. And I would be, in all, for all intents and purposes, I was miserable on a personal level. That that was something that made me miserable. I, I, I did not like those jobs. Um, and, and I knew that I wanted more from life, but I was stuck in terms of how do I do that? How do I actually, how am I going to achieve anything? Do you know what I mean? That was, that was the same for me. I think when we were younger, 
you know, we, we didn't put too much thought into this. One, because of our background and a lack of a, of a real mentor or someone who had been successful, because that's, that's important if you can see success as a child. Um, but also, I think we were just passive. We thought we were going to be footballers or, you know, something like that. When really you're you're, have you're still living that dream now, man. I'm still thinking about a call-up, yeah. But but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's I, not going to happen, son. Of course it's not. But we we had ambitions of things that, you know, weren't really catered for us, right? Because we weren't in those academies at a young age. We weren't being uh, coached, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these things are required to then go. Plus the fact you weren't any good at football. I was a little bit better than you, though. I mean, I'm awful, so that's not really a, a no, shout. It's not, no, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not a shouting point, but yeah, we weren't. But you get the idea. Like we, no, we that was the only you. thing we really thought about because we were kids. Like you know, like that's what you think about, don't you? you yeah, don't, of course, you don't man. Think, mm, Ten years down the line, you know what happens then? You know, so you you can you can. Well, like, well I, can, I can I can remember joking to my my art teacher. I was making very inappropriate comments. Right. Right. Uh, just behaving like a bit of a muppet, to be honest. Well, and she nothing strange. Uh, no, nothing's changed really. But now she and she kind of looked over and she's just like, well, "What are you up to, Nate? Like, what's going on here? Like, you're in your, you're approaching your GCSE year." And she, she was, and I just responded to her. I said, "And what, Miss?" I said, "If I don't pass anything, I'll go work at McDonald's." And 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 like everyone in the class laughed. Um, and that was my honest perspective. Really. Yeah, I just believed. Oh, do you know what? I'll go and, I can go and get a job. I mean, that's not to belittle anyone that does work in McDonald's. Again, there's, there's elements of you can have a positive career there. Of course you can. But, you know, um, that was just my belief that I held myself this self-fulfilling prophecy. I knew I was, I knew I was going to fail my GCSEs. I knew that I, I wasn't doing the work, so I was going to fail. But ultimately, because of where I came from, that was fine. You know, it was fine. There was no one at home making me, making sure I was doing my homework and pressing me. I mean, I remember getting my GCSE results and yeah, I, I think probably people were more worried about what was on, what, what, um, order the, the soaps were on that night, you know, and planning what, 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 you know, their breaks in between Corrie and EastEnders. And that's, that's one of the biggest problems, isn't it? Cause it's then that it becomes like a generational curse where there's a lack of success. If no one finished school or no one went to university and graduated then it well, just repeats itself well interestingly my dad went to university yeah however i don't know i think there was just a did he I, not try and drill that sort of academic route for you to some extent but i don't know my my my, my environment was very negative yeah. ultimately it was very very negative yeah and there was little um focus on on education really I'm honest. For me, same, on a, for me, one, yeah. for me personally, I think, you know, there was, I think the, the uh, addiction problems that I was surrounded by kind of took over yeah. to some extent. Yeah. I, I, I had a similar experience, so I can understand where you're coming from. And no one, no one had really um, had thought about university. No one had really had that drive to go and do something. I think perhaps they thought it wasn't for them because no one had done it previous. Uh, it's, it's it's obviously a lot easier to go and get a job at 16 isn't it yeah yeah i think i think people tend to lean towards the comfortable or 18 now 18 yeah be 18 now 19. Yeah, i think i think people in general like as humans we we lean towards the comfortable path no one wants to walk the dangerous path the unknown path which could lead to to huge success so it's more it's way more comfortable to go and get that job 
um, and have the comfort of the salaries coming in every month than mm. to challenge yourself and go into the unknown world of academia, especially if you've been out of it for so long. That's way more scary and way more out of your comfort zone than you know having to meet your new colleagues at uh, whatever job you're going into. I think, yeah, no, I'm with you totally, man. I think one of the sad things, though, about coming from a... Um, a lower class background, you know, growing up in a council house and, um, you know, just addiction and all those sort of things that come with it. I feel like that's quite common um, in a lower class background. But ultimately, you grow up with, well, I grew up with very poor habits. I had poor nutritional habits, poor habits towards any kind of exercise. Um, you know, my, my attitude towards education was poor. Um, some of my social skills weren't brilliant. And you notice, I remember, you know, coming into university and even when I went back into education and you start to meet people from different backgrounds, you really recognize where there's things lacking in yourself. Um, you know, even down to the fact of, I guess, like, exercise has obviously become a really key thing for me. Yeah. And I know it has for you. Um, and I think it's helped us in terms of developing goals and developing structure and being organized and um, I don't know, helps you when you're in a difficult place in life, I think definitely. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that was one thing you've got to be conscious of because ultimately if you are from that, a difficult background or a lower class background, then, you know, that's why I think this podcast is needed because ultimately there's going to be people who are from those backgrounds who don't, they might not have the luck of kind of being stuck in that dead end job and seeing someone like Eric Thomas or, you know, or meeting like I've had, you know, I remember one, an ex partner of mine, her, one of her parents was a massive inspiration for me. Yeah. Huge. Cause he was, he, you know, he came from a very difficult background himself and he's achieved a lot of success and seeing other success is, is so key, you know, to seeing that blueprint of somebody achieving something through adversity is really powerful, man. So powerful. And I think that's what um, we want to do, isn't it? We just want to get people on here and talk about yeah, it. To really, it's, it's, it's to open up um, the conversation. You need to have the conversation first. And break um, down barriers. Yeah, if you're not talking about, you know, you, whatever you want to do, then it's not even going to get, the ball's not even going to get rolling. And like you said, being able to see someone else's success can propel you into that broadening your perspective. I think uh, if you're from a lower social background, that can be difficult because this is, if there's no success in the household, you have to go externally. You have to. You have to, you have yeah. to find it externally um, and then let that fuel you. And it, it could be anything. It could be just passing your driving test. For some people, passing their driving test was the first real certificate they had. Yeah. But What was the first one I had, to be yeah, fair? But once you've got that in your hand you've got potential for momentum then. Yeah, of course, and man. You can then roll that into because you know you've succeeded in something. You can repeat that success in different different areas of your life. So I'm with you. I'm with you, yeah. That's, I totally agree. That's what you need to get the ball rolling is that initial success or borrowed success. Just if there's someone around you, that is. And then you pay it back to somebody else. Give back, yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. It's, that's it's a continuous cycle. That's a big thing, isn't it? Um, oh, I'll tell you what. Speaking about that, man, about how like the cycles of, of you give to receive and like things just 
I think it was. It's going to annoy me now. But my mum told me a story last night. Um, I think it's Anthony Hopkins. He's an alcoholic, isn't he? Anthony Hopkins. I think it's Anthony Hopkins. Right. Right. So he was he was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, I mean, I think it was the Golden Gate Bridge. I only heard this story last night, and it was quite late at night, so my memory of it might be fuzzy. But he was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, right? He's an alcoholic, yeah. And a homeless guy comes up to him and hugs him, and they have a really long conversation. They talk all night, you know. Um, he ended up saving his Anthony Hopkins' life. And strangely now, all these years later, obviously Anthony Hopkins has been very, very successful. And this guy, he was a homeless guy, um, he's now Anthony Hopkins' gardener. They live in the same village, I guess, or same place. And they go to AA meetings together every week. And I think, you know, you look at what that guy did. It's about, in terms of you do something, if you achieve, you know, some form of success, like you've, you've helped that guy, you've, you've basically saved someone's life. Yeah. You're on the right journey of kind of battling addiction, which is something we're going to talk about in this, in this podcast. Um, you know, you look at him now, he, he's got a job. Um, his story is famous. People talk about it. He know, you know, he's remembered for it. And I don't know what his journey has been like with alcohol. I don't know enough about it, but ultimately it's a, it's a sign to me that what goes around comes around. You do good things Definitely, and good yeah. things come to you, man. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe that. And I think that, that if you have achieved success, you know, you look at someone like Kobe Bryant, phenomenal man. Uh, achieved phenomenal success and was always keen to give it back, was always keen to inspire others. And I think that's what it has to be about. You need to, that's why we want to get people on here. We want to talk to successful people, you know, who are on fa- like their own individual journey. But ultimately, I feel like there's something that we can all learn from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we can give insight to people's um, adversities that they've, you know, turned into some form of triumph. Yeah, and for sure. Perhaps there'll be some people listening to this thinking, well, that sounds a bit like me. Or perhaps those feelings, yeah, they're familiar. Um, look at what this guy, look at what this woman's done. Um, perhaps this this is the, the sort of boost that I needed to, to, to jump out of the aeroplane and actually try something new rather than be you know confined into that comfort zone, which many of us were. I know we were. For, oh, massively, man! Time. You are, aren't you? You just yeah, you you're like backed into a corner. Because ultimately, when you, I remember going back into education, and you got to go from working full time, receiving a full time salary, to so I was working in Admiral Car Insurance, and they pay relatively well. So I was on an okay salary, and then I was going to go back to education and get my GCSEs, um, and I had to go to work in, in Tesco's part time, and that was such a shock to me because my salary considerably dropped. Whereas you've still got all those. You've got added, you know, financial burdens now. You've got to pay to get to and from college. You've got to buy all the things you need for college. And do you know what? It's a risk. And it's, um, it's scary. But I think it's more scary and a bigger risk to stay in a job that you hate. Yeah, definitely. Because ultimately, you're given the chance for chronic depression to manifest if you're stuck in an unhappy place and you're having to go there you know, Monday to Friday or whatever your hours are. Yeah, of course, you just add into that depression and you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, you don't know where that's going to end. Yeah, so if you're going to sit in your comfort zone, like for me personally, I, I, I'd rather go out on my sword and have a go at a few different things than 
sit in my comfort zone and watch the years go by. And have you actually got a sword? I have, yeah. Okay. It's in my car. Okay, um, cool. I mean, not sure that's legal, but carry on. But um, yeah, that's not for this episode. Yeah, sorry, we'll come oh. back. There, there is an episode later um, on, like Mike Nash's sword. <laughs> you know, if anyone's stuck on that path, we really want to use this as a as a as a way of um, letting people know that there's help out there, and letting people know that you know if if you are suffering, it's okay. And and you know, the key is that if you're doing things that you're you know you're not necessarily proud of and stuck in that cycle then then seek help because ultimately you know just the same as being stuck in your comfort zone like i referred to that guy earlier uh you know about how he he was in his early 20s and he and he had a drink problem and then kind of woke up felt like he woke up from a bad dream in his 40s and 20 years of his life had gone um but yeah we're just going to be talking the reality of different problems from different people's perspectives and trying to just provide insight motivation inspiration and just help people get out of those dark holes, man. Just give just give people some awareness as well um, that, you know, often you're not the only person going through that experience. I'm just excited to start this journey, man. Yeah, um, same, same. I just hope it can inspire a lot of people um, in a lot of different situations. And I think the guests that we have lined up um, have some great stories. Sure, brother. Um, yeah, definitely, and man. And yeah, I, re- I really think that they could help people that are probably in those situations as we speak. Exactly, bro. And you never know, they, they might inspire you to, to finally beat your one rep max on bench to finally beat me. Okay. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, there, there are, you know, anything's possible within reason. Well, this, uh, this is a guy that um, has got arms from 2002 and they're still here. So and it's 2021. Well, of course, we're going to have the same arms, man. I'm not an arm transplant, have I? No, but size-wise, they are the arms from 2002 all right with the extra extra small t-shirt that still hasn't changed right, well let's, let's let's not get into that okay it's not, this is not a fashion podcast this is an eight mile okay? this isn't this isn't a fashion podcast mate uh and anyway less of that because you know this is a serious <laughs> podcast with serious dreams serious aspirations yeah and and we just want to help people man and and yeah. get people who are stuck in, in, in on a difficult path on the right, on the right path. So if you have arms from 2002 and you would like bigger arms, do not come to Nathan Cook because they are still the same size in diameter. So guys, um, it's been a pleasure uh, firing this podcast out to you, the first episode, the pilot episode. Um, I hope everyone's kind of got a good grasp of what we're trying to achieve. And yeah, I thank everybody for listening, for watching. And give us a like and subscribe. Give us a like and subscribe. Yeah. The and YouTube channel's up now. It is. It oh, is. Man. And that's episode one. So we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.